Yeah. Uh. It's savings one on one. You feel me? I teach you how to save. You earn your money. You earn your money. I know you can. You are listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. James Marshall is a registered investment advisor and president of Marshall Wealth Management. His registered investment advisory firm is registered in Texas and Kentucky. For 30 years, he has been educating, advising, and managing wealth for diverse families all over the country. This podcast is about different concepts of wealth building, some financial, some emotional, physical, and yes, some spiritual. The bottom line is you will leave with some knowledge, and knowledge is wealth. So whether you're walking, running, exercising, or having your choice of beverages, no judgments here, clear then open your mind and get ready for some life-changing financial lessons. It's your time. Here is your host, James Marshall. Yeah. But you got a light bill too. Podcast number 14. Count your money weekly. Count your blessings daily. Seat of your pants, a wing and a prayer, and going with the flow. Now, these are not effective money management strategies. Now, I can appreciate how cool it looks on TV and at the movies when these characters just float through life living a bohemian-type existence, overspending, overindulging, and living their best life, living a life like they're golden. <laughs> well, in the real world, it costs money to live carefree. It's a little basic money management skills, like knowing how much you're earning, spending, and how much cash you have available each and every week can go a long way in allowing you to have the life you want. And this is called budgeting, and it will help you to avoid a lot of unnecessary hardship and embarrassment in your life. Now, all you have to do is write down your weekly or monthly fixed expenses, such as rent, mortgage, loan payments, utility bills, phone bills, etc. These are bills that are due every month, same amount. Then you write down what you're spending on your variable expenses. Now, things like groceries, dining out, personal care, household maintenance. These are expenses that come every month, but they sometimes change. Sometimes they're higher or lower, but they're pretty much in the same range. Now, the difference between what you're spending and what you're making, if there is one, this is called discretionary income. And if you have discretionary income each month, you're doing a good job of managing your cash flow. And if you put yourself in a position to start building wealth, if you're managing your cash flow. So if you're managing your cash flow where you have positive income left over or discretionary income, that discretionary income can be redirected towards wealth building accounts and you're on the way towards building wealth for yourself and your family. And this is a blessing indeed that should be counted daily. You know, there are a lot of different strategies you can use to put together a budget to track what you're spending and what you're making. And there are a lot of mobile apps that you can use to help it uh, help yourself be more effective and take a lot of the thought process out of it, like Mint, Pocket Guard, Prism, YNAB, YNAB, and of course the tried and true old school envelope budgeting system. Now, this is where you separate and categorize your monthly expenses using labeled envelopes, and you hold the bills and perhaps the money to pay them each month in each of those envelopes. It allows you to be more disciplined and label the purpose for every dollar. Very effective, very low tech, but it works. But I have found that without a doubt, the apps are more convenient 
and more effective. But you know, I wanted to find out what system you guys are using. So I took my question to the streets like I usually do. In this case, I've interviewed two people. One, a 19 year old going on 20, just starting out life and just getting an income, just getting some expenses. And the other one, someone a little bit older who has been around for a while and a professional that has maybe tried and failed at, a lot, at some budgeting system, but, but found the system that works for her. So let's take a listen and see what they have to say. Hey Zoe, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing fine. Well, how do you manage your money? What, what is your approach at knowing what you have coming in each week and going out each week? I set a limit as to where I want to be before payday, or I don't want to be below. I monitor my account and try to avoid getting below a certain number. And then look at all the things I need to buy and manage monthly payments and subscriptions while keeping track of when payday comes. What program do you use for that? I also use like notes and I used Truebill for a while, which is a free service where you can see your subscriptions and how much money you're spending every month and I'll show you comparisons from this month to that month that I, I need to actually update my bank information on Truebill. Thought about using any other ones, such as Mint or something like that? No, not really. I hadn't thought about using other apps like that. Usually I just kind of use like notes or keep track of it by monitoring my account. I don't often have many expenditures beyond necessities every now and then, but it's not frequent enough to the point where I would get a full app for that. Okay, well, considering that you're in school now and basically your parents pay all your bills, I'm your father. <laughs> what do you think you're going to do when you start working and, and living on your own? Will you continue with the same approach or will you take some other strategy? Probably just be a little more organized and start using a spreadsheet or something to keep track of things every week. And then if you do them every week, you can look at them over the month. And that way you can keep track of bigger, because right now it's just smaller expenditures, but when it's bigger ones, then it probably needs that to keep track of it. But you're still going to do the day-by-day, week-by-week process of tracking what you're spending? Yeah, uh, you try to, because it's hard to do it by week if you can't do it by day, but I don't know if you now currently spend a lot on the day-to-day, and it's just kind of intermittent, or whatever the word is, it's kind of less a little less common or maybe if I want to go to do something with my friends and that'll show up or the biggest thing is really monthly monthly payments and that's to keep track of on the month level rather than the day of the week. Do you use cash or do you use only uh, electronic money? Only electronic. So you don't have to worry about cash slipping through your fingers pulling money at ATMs and not controlling what you've taken out? No, just I only use digital. Well, how often do you um, give thanks for the blessings God has given you for the money that you have? Often, especially when my account is running low. <laughs> Thank you, Zoe. Next, we're talking to Tandalyn Weaver, a business coach extraordinaire. Hey, Tandalyn, thank you so much for taking time thank out you. of your busy day. And we want to talk about uh, how she manages her money. This whole concept of uh, counting your money weekly and your blessings daily, what does that mean to you? So first of all, I'd like to start with the second part of that sentence first, counting your blessings daily. Mm, yes. Um, you know, scripturally, it always says in the Bible that put God first and then all things will be added 
done to you. And so when at the end of the day he gets the and and it is also written that he is the source of everything, mm. including our wealth, including our dollars. And so um, I like that. Now that's counting those blessings daily. Um, counting your money, I would say that it's most important to to have in mind, or to, if you can put it on paper, or I suggest you do put it on paper. How do you plan to take the money that comes in and spend the money that goes out? First of all, in my own family, we start with tithing first, mm-hmm. and um, we will take ten percent of our gross to um, to put into the church. And then everything above that is considered an offering. So if we do things to charities or donations to um, other uh, nonprofits or entities, and even giving the dollar to the homeless who might be on the street. So all of that comes out of one bucket. From there, we really decide, okay, what are we going to do next? So we want to save and we want to invest. And then we know we have to spend. So all of those three categories have got to be covered. So for me, I will take a look at then what needs to be spent for that month. So you're going to have your daily, your monthly um, obligations, your mortgage, your or your rent, uh, your car note, your electricity, your water, your grocery bill. Um, and so those, you, you more or less will know pretty much what your monthly spending will be. And then I allocate just a few extra dollars because it might be, hey, I want to go to the movies mm-hmm. or I want to buy something a little different, a new purse, a pair of shoes, which I don't do too often, but I know I might spend something extra. So, um, and then the third part of our equation is savings. And I always allocate some portions to a savings account. We do some at a bank. We do some online. Mm-hmm. I'm always looking to see where the interest rates are at that moment. And then finally, uh, we do our investing. And I guess I'm, it makes it sound like I'm doing this sequentially, but at the beginning of the year, we we, we sit down and um, and so we kind of know how much we will have after when our paycheck are out of our net pay mm-hmm. comes in and what will be allocated to these different categories. So I don't sweat it too much in terms of we know what we're going to pay for tithes and offerings, pretty much know how much we're going to allocate percentage-wise to savings. And then we have a automatic debit for going into uh, an investment account. Now, I like the idea that automatic debit because it, it, it makes it, uh, it does not put the onus on you to remember to do it. It just it just happens. That's correct. The challenge is making sure the money is in that account. You got to make sure. <laughs> you don't want to overdraw your bank account for something you have full control over. So, but that's why sitting down and looking at it. And if one month, you know, you know, I'm not going to be able to cover that dollar amount because perhaps you might be making a large, um, you might be planning a trip or you might decide, Hey, I need to get a whole new bedroom set. And sometimes those, those, those are more than just a few dollars. They may be hundreds of dollars or a couple of thousand dollars. Who knows? So, um, you have to kind of look, you have to manage your money pretty frequently too. I check my bank account all the time. Okay, and that speaks to the idea of uh, counting your dollars weekly. So how often... Two questions. How often do you actually look at your accounts to make sure that they're where they should be? Mm-hmm. And what program or system do you use to keep up with those accounts? So, uh, of course, I love the fact that we're in the technology age such yeah, that you can just draw <laughs> down the apps. So, for instance, my 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 bank is like a, I, I use a national bank, Bank of America. Mm-hmm. So all of my um, paychecks or any outside things that I do, that money goes in. In there. I'm almost checking it probably way too often. <laughs> I just want to. Is it in there? Sorry, right? <laughs> 
It's in there. Now, one method that I do for spending, which is why I'm checking it fairly often, is I use my credit card because it gives, you can have credit cards that give reward miles, Mm -hmm. or you can have a credit card that gives reward in terms of some pennies back on the dollars that you spend. So I constantly am checking my credit card. For me, it's kind of amazing that I've gone over the decades from writing checks for everything to now I just give my credit Swipe. card. But I always want to make sure my bill is paid before it's due. That's me personally. You, I don't, when you say before it's due, do you mean within that 30-day grace period before interest kick in? Before the interest kicks gotcha. in. That's correct. And now, so that way you're really using it as a debit card instead of a credit card in a lot of ways. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. It is like using it a debit as a debit card, and yet by putting it on the credit card, I get a you few the points, the dollars. Points. And so I, I always want to make sure where am I with my credit card, which is probably what I check most frequently mm-hmm. so that I can say, oh yeah, that's come through, that's come through, that was correct. Mm-hmm. Any returns that I might have made to the stores, I mm-hmm. want to make sure I've gotten credit back for those mm-hmm. dollar dollar amounts. And then maybe at the end of a week to 10 days, I don't do this every day, but mm-hmm. at, the week, at the end of a week or 10 days, I might say, let me go in ahead and transfer and pay that bill off and bring my credit card back down to zero. Now, does that, does that transfer come from your savings or your check? I take it out of my checking. Okay. Once I do my savings, I try not to touch it. Good. And once Good. I I do my investment account, I try not to touch that. So this just only, my checking account represents the fluid movement of income and expenses. Mm, The fluid movement of income and expenses. I like that. Do you like that? I I don't know where that came from. (laughs) (laughs) It sounds good, though. (laughs) But that is how, uh, you know, I checked that. So one other, you know, we also have a, um, uh, uh, we have a couple of real estate properties. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I have a separate account for that. And I just make sure I, you know, I, I used to many years ago have the, uh, have the tenant send me a check. Then I had to run to the, I had to wait for the mail, mm-hmm. you know, open up the check, go to the bank, deposit the check, clear the check. So now I put it on them. They, you know, I say, here's my account. You have to put that in by the third day of the month. So I'm always, I'll I'll check monthly that particular account to just make sure that the check has been, um, the the money has been deposited and cleared. And I only use that account if I'm doing any expenses related to real estate. And uh, so that account is a separate account. I don't check it as often, um, but only if I know that, you know, I'll check it at the beginning of the month to make sure the tenant has made that deposit. Well, it sounds like you're using uh, the bucket approach, which is another podcast, Every oh. money, know the place for every money, and know the place for every dollar, and every dollar has its place. That's correct. So it sounds like you are effectively separating out your money into the areas that it needs to be, and don't uh, dis- or, uh, commingle, commingle those accounts That's where correct. they should not be. That's, That's correct. That's been effective for you. That's effective. That way I know exactly where I am, plus the fact when you get to the end of the year mm-hmm. and you have to uh, give information to your accountant, mm. you have to be able to, you know, they're looking at, you know, Schedule K, uh, Ks or uh, they're looking Schedule at all C's. kinds of the C's, yeah. S's, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just say, okay, this account goes, in, you know, to the mm. IRS in this bucket and this mm. account is over here. So I use my bank. I use those accounts also as a, at the end of the month, at the end of the year to just make sure whatever 
my accountant is asking for. Mm-hmm. I, and what I do love about putting things on credit cards with wise spending on credit cards, mm-hmm. but it keeps track of everything. It gives you a list, it an itemized me, list of what you spend. Itemized and list. And categorize. And categorize it. If I spend $1 or if I spend $1,000, mm-hmm. then I know that this went toward you know food or this went toward gas or, or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be. So um, it, 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 it does help in terms of organization. Mm-hmm. At the at the end of the year, but to get back to your other question about um, what might I have on apps? Um, oh, well, I was about to say. So I use any any bank I use, then I, I use the apps that they have. Okay. That way, I can just click right into it and see what my balances are. I also use online uh, savings like Ally. Okay, yeah, Ally good is, um, um, and I always try to. <laughs> catch if they send out a message, hey, we got a high interest rate and, for 12 and they months. Ru- they routinely have higher rates <laughs> yeah, than most of the banks. Than most of the banks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, you know, then I'll go to my uh, checking account mm-hmm. and see, okay, do I have any money that I might be able to spare? Mm-hmm. And I might have some to spare and I'll try to take advantage of a higher rate okay. because my other savings are already locked into CDs. Okay. Now, now let's speak a moment on that. And, and, and I know Am it's kind of going, going no, no, you're okay. going good. Uh-huh. It, it kind of goes off track. But speaking of CDs, you want to avoid getting too long a term of CD because you're locking in a rate that may go up and you don't get to participate in it. That's so correct. are you practicing on knowing what terms you're getting with the CDs? Well, I only do 12 months. Excellent. And Excellent. so I don't go much further than that because sure. we don't know what the Fed will do with That's rates right. going up or down. That's right. But if, if, I, if I get an email and ally says hey we got a high interest rate for 12 months Mm -hmm. then i will do a 12 month cd Mm -hmm. Um, but i also use another account by goldman sachs called the marcus account Mm -hmm. and so it is a strictly a savings account very fluid uh, easy to get into easy to get out of and so they were paying 2.25 percent in this environment Mm -hmm. and then just two or three days ago they said Mm -hmm. we're dropping it down to two percent okay i'm not going to argue with that that's more than what you get at the bank But it is, you can move it in and out. You can move it in and out, and you move it in and out online. And so I, when I think I may need to, if I, if I, I don't know, this is just me. I like to be able to say that I can get to an account, uh, get to some of my funds easily Mm -hmm. and readily. So while I have CDs at the Ally, then in the Marcus account, I will have just a savings account. And it, you can just put in a request, you know, online, and then it's credited back to your bank account. Of course, one of the things you said, I always say to clients all the time, I mean, the good news about cash reserves is they're accessible. Yes. And the bad news about cash reserves is they're accessible. <laughs> That's so, correct. So, so that so. ease is not always good. <laughs> So you're right, but I think it's a mindset. It is, and a you you just stated it very cl- clearly. Um, if you think it's accessible, and then you're like, "Oh, I need to access it," then then you will always be in and out of that account. Mm-hmm. For me, I, I mentally think of it as inaccessible. Mm-hmm. I only want to use my checking account as as something that is accessible, okay. and that's my philosophy. I you know I will write my the only people I might write a check to would be my lawn my my lawn man. Okay. He's just you know he comes in every mm-hmm. week and he wants a check, so mm-hmm. I give him a check, and I want to give him a check and not cash. Right. I can keep track of how right. much I'm paying for lawn care. And you know what all that boils down to? What? Discipline. Oh, 
Okay. Without discipline, none of this can happen. Right. Successfully That's good. or consistently. So you need mindset and discipline. Mindset and discipline. Yeah. Very I want to thank you so much for taking time thank out you. of your busy day to yes. talk to us. Oh, I love it. So many wise words, the pearls of wisdom that you just dropped on us. Really? Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> And you use the word pearls. Pearl? I like the value of that. And I wish you guys could see it today. She just looks beautiful. Oh. What is that? Well, like a kind of a coral. A oh, yeah. I think coral. It's matching well, you with your glasses. You can put my photos. You can put this on your podcast. Yes. All right. Thank you, All right. Thank you. It's a pleasure. So as you can see, there are many ways to manage your cash flow. To include not managing it at all. Everyone has a budget. Whether it's written down or whether it's in your head, it's still a budget. Way more effective to have it written down. However, the people with the least amount of financial stress have structured systems in place to help them keep track of how much is coming in and how much is going out. They count their money weekly and their blessings daily. Well, there you have it, podcast number 14. Now, don't just let this podcast be background noise for your walk or your morning commute. Put this knowledge to use and start building wealth today. What a wonderful show. You have been listening to 100 Wealth Building Secrets with James Marshall. Keep increasing your knowledge by going to marshallyourmoney.com and check out our educational videos, newsletters, and calculators. There you can also sign up for your free copy of his book, 100 Wealth Building Secrets. Like this podcast and follow it on podbean.com. You can also follow us on social media platforms, Facebook, Black Family Wealth, Twitter, James Marshall at Marshall Wealth, Instagram, Marshall Wealth, LinkedIn, James Marshall, and on YouTube, James Marshall Financial Educator. Email your questions or thoughts to james at marshallyourmoney.com. Thank you for listening. And remember, we build wealth one family at a time. You feel me? I teach you how to save. You earn your money, you earn your money. I know you can. I teach you how to save. Don't waste your money, but bank your money. Don't spend your end. I teach you how to save. Your bank account will be spilling out with them dividends. So I teach you how to save. Rule number one: If it ain't making money, it ain't making.